We'll dive into the real stories of what happened over 66 days when I attempted to build just one habit. What I learned, what went wrong, what surprised me, what was harder than expected, what was easier, why it made me more grateful, and why this book is the most practical tool I've ever come across for change. Welcome to the Great and Famous Podcast. I'm your host, Jim Thompson, and together we share your stories of the everyday people that changed your life. We reconnect you with your greatest influence, recognize their generosity and lessons, and inspire others to do the same. It's practical wisdom from people you never heard of, aka the Great and Famous. Welcome to the Great and Famous. I'm your host, Jim Thompson, and I appreciate you dropping by this episode especially. Because today we're going to try something different. Uh, it's an experiment, actually. In fact, it's an experiment about an experiment. My 66-day journey to create an atomic habit. Now, you may be asking what the heck is an atomic habit, uh, and I promise we will get to that. But first, let me remind folks what The Great and Famous is all about. Typically, this show is about talking to exceptional people who took the time to leave their mark on others and then discovering the often unfamous people who left their mark on them. That's it. Lessons from remarkable givers and the people who paved the way for them, all so that we can apply those lessons to our own lives. But this time, we're going to wander off the normal path a bit, because today our guest is not a person, but a book. Instead of extracting our stories and lessons on how to lift others up from a person, we're going to do it in very specific detail from the lessons I learned from James Clear's book, Atomic Habits. Uh, This is not a book review. I'm going to leave that to more qualified people. Uh, Instead, we'll dive into the real stories of what happened over 66 days when I attempted to build just one habit. What I learned, what went wrong, what surprised me, what was harder than expected, what was easier, why it made me more grateful, and why this book is the most practical tool I've ever come across for change. Now, The story of author James Clear is breathtaking. His brush with death on a baseball field in high school changed his life in many unexpected ways. He was struck in the face with a baseball bat and had to be airlifted by helicopter to Cincinnati. He almost died. James's road back was a long one. And as strange as it may sound, it was a gift because it led him to develop a way to improve himself in the tiniest of increments. Now, all of this sounded great to me because, A, I love baseball, uh, love self-improvement, overcoming adversity, and especially taking small steps because I'll confess that I've always been a waiter. And by a waiter, I mean some people run and jump into the ocean. Some people wade in. I'm a waiter. So I launched my own journey to apply James's lessons to get a tiny bit closer to my goal one day at a time, uh, 66 in fact. So this is about that journey, and this is just one lesson I learned from it. My first big discovery was on a Monday, a cold, wet evening in April. It was coming down in buckets, a generally miserable night to take your dog for a walk. But there was no choice. I knew that Vance, I knew what he would be like if he didn't get his walk. He's my one-and-a-half-year-old pit bull rescue, and he needs his exercise. But I tell you, even Vance didn't want to go out in this rain but we went anyway. As we're walking, I'm thinking about my habit plan, which includes a daily commitment to write down one thing that I'm grateful for each day. So jokingly, I think, 
Yeah, like, like walking my dog in the pouring rain. And that's when I paused and asked, wait, why am I not grateful for that? You see, there's a popular aphorism that I just don't get. And that's live today like it's your last. You can trace this advice back to the great Stoic Marcus Aurelius. Love his work. Meditations is a book on my nightstand. And he says, perfection of character is this, to live each day as if it were your last, without frenzy, without apathy, without pretense. Here's the problem. A, my character's not perfect. And B, today is not my last day. I know I tempt fate every time I say that, but it's not today. I don't have the imagination to power that thought. It comes across to me as, as spiritual mumbo jumbo, uh, a cat poster, because it's based on something that I'm 99.9% .9 sure is not going to happen. But here's what did pop into my head in the pouring rain. It was a prediction that I was 100% sure would happen, and it was simply this. There will come a day when I would beg for the chance to walk my dog in the rain. Someday I won't be able to walk like I can today. Someday my dog will be gone. Someday there's a 100% chance I'll wish I could do exactly what I'm doing right now. That hit home for me. And I started thinking about how many other things in my life do I look at as a chore, a labor, an obligation, when in fact, they're privileges. They may be unrecognized privileges, but they're privileges. I mean, what it means to me now versus what it will mean to me a month from now, a year, a decade, are two very different things. So I started testing some of the more difficult things in my life with the phrase, there will come a day when I would beg for the chance to blank. So I tried, get up at 6 a.m. for a 7 a.m. workout. Yes, there, there will come a day when I would beg for the chance to do that. Repair a broken fence. Yes. Defend an idea at a board meeting. Yes. Teach my daughter to iron. Drive five hours to a birthday party. Help my sister move listen to a stranger's story. Yes. So this rainy walk, it gave me the next entry for the gratitude journal, sure. But it also gave me a peek into a world of things I should or could be grateful for, but I'm not. So I flipped my hood down, I got soaked and then enjoyed the rain. Now it's a game that I play. Sometimes I complete it with ridiculous things that make me laugh, like get a colonoscopy. <laughs> Sometimes I test drive things that make it false, like tell the contractor who missed his appointment, I don't believe you have a family emergency. And I try to extract those things from my life. But mostly I end it with something that seems like it won't fit. And then after some thought, it seems logical, almost obvious. It made me reconsider you know, the cat poster sayings about the air we breathe, when New Jersey's air quality was some of the worst in the world for a few days, worse than Beijing's or New Delhi's due to the Canadian wildfires. So yeah, I, I guess I am grateful for the air I breathe. You know, it also sparked some regret that I didn't learn this sooner. You know, I had to ask this question back in the 90s uh, when my brother and his wife lost their baby late in their pregnancy. Maybe I would have flown home to be with them. Maybe the magazine deadlines 
would not have seemed so important. Maybe the airline ticket not as expensive. I do often beg for a chance to redo that one, but I can't. The best I can do is try harder not to miss the next one. As I said earlier, my character is far from perfect. So as we, as we circle back to how I built this new habit, the, the gratitude journal was not an essential part of the plan, but it turned out to be an important part of the journey. It evolved as an unexpected surprise. It reminded me of my wife's friend, Kelly DeLuca, who taught us the term lanyap. I really like it. It's an old South American Spanish phrase that she picked up in New Orleans, which means a bonus, a small gift from life. So even though my mission was to build a single, repeatable habit, I picked up a number of other things along the way. Lanyap, which may turn out to be more valuable than the habit itself. We'll talk more about those lessons as we continue to unpack uh, the habit journey in the future episodes, but I hope this piece gives you some thoughts on how to spot the lanyap in your own life. And hopefully you'll find it more often now that you have a simple phrase that helps reveal your undiscovered privileges. Thanks for spending time with me. I hope there was something of value for you today that you can use. There's more to come, so if you like this, please follow or subscribe. Uh, hit that little plus sign on Apple Podcasts. Uh, hit the follow on Spotify, and you won't miss uh, the other lessons that we're going to unpack right here on The Great and Famous. If you really liked it, well, you know what they say, sharing is caring. So I thank you in advance for anyone you introduced to the podcast. Until next time, take this one for a test drive. See what happens when you consider some of the I have to's in your life and replace them with I get to. See how it feels. It just might make your day better without changing a single thing. Until then, thank you for visiting. Take care and be kind. Thanks for listening. Before you go, I would ask you to please do one thing. Please consider this simple question. Who is the most influential person in your life? When you have that answer, I would love to tell your story. You can nominate Your Great Unfamous on Twitter or Instagram at gr8unfamous. If you want to do it privately, there's a link for that as well. But if you do none of that, at least let this person know what they mean to you. It could mean the world to them. Until the next episode, take care and be kind.